Last night, I spent an embarrassingly long amount of time on this particular subreddit. Um, it's called Power Washing Porn. <laughs> it's, it's not... It is, it is what it sounds like, but it's probably not what you think about. It's basically just videos of people power washing things. Oh so it's like you see the difference between something being dirty and then being cleaned by a power. Very. It's very therapeutic, very satisfying. And then on the way over here, we were coming back from uh, watching the fight. I saw a truck. It was very dirty. And I drove behind it for like several miles. And the only thing I could think about was... Love yeah. to get in there. I just love to get in there. Power wash washing. Need to power wash the shit out of that. <laughs> I'm turning into my father. That's what yeah. this is. Dr. Harris? Yeah, I'm turning into Dr. Don't Harris. Get us <laughs> Coming to you live from Ed's living room, you're listening to State Your Take with Ed and Aaron. Okay, so we're in here. We're live. To tape. Yes, sir. And we have a very special guest in the house. In, in Ed's living room. Uh, you may have heard her in the background in the 100th episode, <laughs> T. Heen. She was here. She was here. I was here. I was trying really hard not to like butt in. But Why? That's what this show microphone. is. You do have a microphone. Well, no, I, we, could, I could have shared we, a seat with Steve, though. You could have. <laughs> yeah. You also... Who do you think is a louder talker between her and Steve? Um, I think it's Steve, though. You oh, still think Steve so? Steve is loud. Okay. okay, I guess I guess we shall see. We shall we shall <laughs> see. Uh, no shade to Steve, but I'm just saying. Like, no shade to Steve. Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome Dawn to the show. Hey, what's up? Hey, let's give her a round of applause. We. <laughs> Y'all are so wack. <laughs> I know. Uh, you're gonna have to get a little closer on that mic until you get a little animated. And okay. Yeah. Pull back. Up? In uh, that thing. Yeah, but uh, you're here because you're one of Ed's best friends. Yes. BFFs in the world. Yes. Do you guys want to talk about how you met? Sure. Edward and I met, I'm assuming, the first day of pharmacy school? Yeah, it was. <laughs> I'm assuming so. What was that, 2008? 2008. Dang, we're old. Yeah, like it was like, um, we had, uh, what was the thing? It was called, um, it was like, it was like a, a academy, it was like a, a academy before school, what this shit called? What? It was like, remember we had that academy before school? Yeah, 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 started? right. Yeah, it was like a week before. That's when I met you and Mikey. Yeah, it was it was fucking stupid. And even, even thinking back, I was like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't have skipped it. But yeah. We were all hyped to be starting pharmacy school. Like, we, yay. Somebody's going to pay us after this. All your dreams are still ahead of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So with this dumbass thing. And we, we met, though. We met there, and it was cool. Yeah. yeah. Edward was like, literally, like, my person who sat next to me in class like every day. At least when we were in Gray Hall. Yeah. Yeah, like ever we sat next to each other like every day uh-huh. in class. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. You guys help and, each other with homework and stuff? Not really. Edward and I were like on the same wavelength. Like like pharmacy school is full of like a lot of like really whack people, to be honest with you. You know, people who are like overly doing it. Mm-hmm. Where really you could just like channel it yourself, study it and just focus and go. But people want to do these groups and stuff like that. Edward were like we were like on the same wavelength, like Yo, we're gonna skip class when we need to to read. Yeah. We're gonna read what we need to. We're gonna study what we need to. And like of all the people we used to hang out with, like no shade, but we low key used to get the best grades out of everybody. Yeah. And everybody else used to be pissed because they're like, you know, popping Adderall, staying up all night long, mm-hmm. and da da da. Everyone and I like, we have a very surefire plan. Like, get the notes, 
study them, take the test. It, it was really actually pretty simple. I didn't realize that many people were on Adderall until like maybe my third year. I didn't yeah, know, like, seriously. I, I was like, oh, see how all are cheating. This yeah. is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I actually was not a fan of Adderall at all. Yeah, like it's like it's like running a race and then realize everyone's fucking juicing. It's like, what the fuck? Well, now you know how everybody who played against the 2017 Astros felt. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Nice. Uh, I give you that one. That was a good one. But thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks. Thanks um, for having me. You are very successful. Oh wow! Thanks. I guess. And we are going to talk about that in a little bit. But before we get there, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at State Your Take. Um. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. Don't follow us because we know what this is. We already know what the game is. All right. Uh, We conducted a bit of an experiment last week as we told everybody what we were going to do. We were having some issues with Instagram allowing our followers to see our content. And in addition, building the the, the fan base, I guess you could say, on the internet. Because, you know, Instagram is a pretty powerful tool to promote your your product, your brand, as they say. And there's not exactly uh, a lot of avenues for us to market ourselves. You know, like, who's going to rent a fucking billboard in 2020? It could be like back to back. Trump's just, got the hold on all the, of those. Uh, so. Oh, no. You see that one billboard that he had? And um, it was like on, uh, I want to say it's like on the south side on the way to the airport. Yeah, like a Trump. It's like a vote Trump. Um, on the way to Hobby? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but I then like know. someone griefy, as I said, take Trump to prison. Oh, yes, Houston. Yeah, like they're like. Nah. I was giving Houston mad credit because I haven't seen many Trump signs here. It's like once you get past, like once you get to the Woodlands and on. Yes. If you drive to Dallas, they're everywhere. But right. within Houston, I really yeah. haven't seen they, any, they, and I'm glad to know that we have <laughs> messed up the only one this year. They had great. one there, like, nah, get that shit the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah, we're not having it. Uh, have you guys ever seen the game Among Us? Have you seen that? Uh-huh. Thing? All right. So it's a it's a really popular game out right now, and basically what you do is like you're. Uh, a part of a, a crew member, a part of like a space station, and a, one person among you is a murderer, and you have to figure out who it is, right? And so every every time you find a dead body, you have a group meeting, and you all have to discuss on who it could possibly be. And uh, there's a meme going around that says, uh, "Orange is sus. Vote him, <laughs> vote him out." And it's got the orange dude, and he's got ah, that'd be a lot funny if you knew what I was talking about. But anyway, um, Instagram, we. Yeah. Conducting an experiment to see if we could, you know, possibly extend our reach beyond our, our current situation. And we, Ed, had the idea that we were going to post a, a beautiful babes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, ass, a uh, booty. Yeah. Uh, you know, so. Derriers. Derriers. <laughs> Hindsights. Hind quarters. Uh, cakes, if you will. Uh, yes. And uh, we did this for five days. Five That's days. It. Five days. Yeah. And would you like to venture a guess? As to how well or how well it did not do, based off of followers, based off of based off of just percentages. Like, what do you think we did? Do you think we increased? Do you think we decreased? Of course, you increase. It's Instagram. All right. How much do you think we increased? Let's say our uh, our content interactions. How much do you think our content interactions went up? Twenty percent. Four hundred and seventy-two point five percent. So y'all ended the study early doing to hit your primary endpoint early on. Wow. Uh, the accounts reached. How many how many points do you think we increased or decreased in the accounts reached? I mean, so that's what? That's 400%. This is in percent too? Mm-hmm. Another 400%? Mm, not quite. 87.2% higher in accounts reached. This is, keep in mind, this is maybe like, I want to say how many? is like, what, nine? 
12, 12 posts, 12 posts over five days. Over wow. five days. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm not well versed in Instagram algorithms. Nobody is. Yeah. Okay. Nobody I, I, understands I really am not. At like, all. I'm not. I'm not either. I'm not either. I, I don't just, even know what people reach really means. People reach means just how many unique accounts have seen your content. So yeah. more than that, we're looking at it before. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. who yeah. are not followers. Correct. Yeah. Oh. Correct. Um. Okay. A total of 337 accounts were reached. Wow, just over five days. Just over five days. Mm-hmm. Did y'all yeah. use hashtags and stuff too? Yes. Different ones? Uh, different ones, but usually just the ones that were like, you know, hashtag babe, hashtag makeup, hashtag hair. Did hashtag you say makeup? Yeah. No, the, wow. the hashtags were probably the funniest part of the post because they were just, it was just very random shit. Very random shit. <laughs> um, I think there my, was no thought to it. <laughs> I, think my, I think my favorite one was fuck you, Instagram. Like that was my wow. favorite one. Wow. Yeah. Um, so. Needless to say, this was a successful experiment. Yeah, we had to end it early because... Had to end it early because we got our answer. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is that I don't want to do this every day. I was about to say, how shall right. we proceed now? Well, the other interesting point that I did not realize was there are a quite a few problematic women out there who love to post ass shots in themselves. Which, by the way, I'd tell them, keep it up because you're showing your best side. There you go. <laughs> um... So yeah, I'm not really into the whole idea of hunt, hunting down random women and yeah, just yeah. yeah when, so did you have to ask these women for permission no, or no? Just, I didn't. We, okay, ta- so we just, just we tagged them. Just tagged oh, okay. them. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, you could tell by their page that they would appreciate somebody posting. Sure. Yeah. They're yeah. actually like two of the girls that I know personally. I was just like, oh, I'm assuming that they'll be okay with this, and if they're not, I'll just remove it. But <laughs> they're both fine with it. Yeah. Um, exposure. Is fine. They're trying to get people to look at. Sure. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look, look, content. Or not yeah. content, but attention is currency these days. We yeah. can't tell them that there's no value in what they're doing because clearly Instagram feels that there's value in what they're doing. So I can't say like, oh, there's no value in this because yeah. there's a value in this for sure because we just posted 12 photos and we got the kind of engagement. So yeah. someone is definitely valuing this. So is, mm-hmm. is the value coming from the people or is it coming from Instagram? Like, um, I feel like both. Yeah, like both? I don't know much, but I just feel like people have been complaining about Instagram algorithms and who yeah. they're like suggesting and stuff like that. And it tends to be trash for the most part. Well, it's about engagement, I think, on their part. Like I said, I don't understand their algorithm per se, like per se. But my thought process about it was like they want something that can engage people at, as much as possible. So if you're not paying for an ad, yeah, my that's why I, I was like, we can just post ads because ads sells itself. Like mm-hmm. you can't. You you can't monetize ass like everyone's gonna see the like regardless of what you're doing. We should send some merch. Speaking of merch, we should send some merch to some of these ladies. If they will take it, I'll definitely send it. I mean, we just send it for free. Like we just oh, I know, I, yeah, gotta write it off. Like, I'm not, yeah, yeah, for you know? sure. Say that you'll post them. Yeah, that's at least more legit. No, for it's, sure. It's a smarter idea, right? I think so. Okay, we'll do that then. We'll talk so about that. So they should post it on their page and then right. you'll repost it. See, I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Now you smell what I'm cooking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. regardless of all of that, follow us on Facebook, uh, Instagram and Twitter, whatever the fuck. And check out our playlist on Spotify. The oh, State I Your Take List. I would imagine that would be dope. I, I, I feel like all the music that y'all post is good music. You, and even sometimes it's music that I don't know either, which yeah. is, is really good. Yeah. Because I know Edward has really good taste in music, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if you did as well. I don't. Uh, so, <laughs> this is all coming from Edward. I mean, no, he has his picks. I have no. Like oh, we okay, each, okay, we okay. each pick two songs, and yeah. like oh. I think since you know Edward pretty well, you can pretty much see which songs yeah, he picks. Edward puts me on to new people too. Like Edward's oh, really? always been good at putting me on to new. He people. does. He has great taste in music. Yeah, he does. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but like if you were to listen to the four songs that we like, particularly so the this whole week, playlist is a mix of the two of y'all. Though? Pretty much, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Okay, we'll work on that. You should, well, I mean, <laughs> check it out and listen to it for okay, yeah. fuck's sakes before you <laughs> judge me on it. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, uh, fuck Instagram. Fuck Instagram. And then, oh, Facebook. Uh, oh, here. How was your week? Uh, it, was, it, was, it was cool. Um, have you been on 288? Twitty eight, have it been on twitty eight coming down? Like they're doing this. I can't tell you the last time lot. I've been on two eighty eight. Yeah, it's like it's like they're trying to build out a tollway, right? They're like no lanes. It's like lanes are a concept. No, you're on the access road like it's, the whole time. Yeah, it's wild. Why were you on two eighty eight? I was coming back from somewhere and like I've been coming back from somewhere all week in Pearland and just like I'm like I'll, I'll be in a lane and then it's like the lane disappears. Yeah. And then like it's a car right next to me and it's like there's no lane between us. I'm like, what the fuck happened? Yeah, it's trash. It's wild. I haven't been on two eighty eight in years. Yeah. Don't. Oh wow, years. Yeah, it's been okay. a while. You're better oh, off. No, yeah, no. You got it. You know, you got swing through third ward every once in a while. So yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I, I just cruise through downtown and I just don't even Nah, you're missing out. No. You are. How about you? How was your week, Dawn? It was okay. Yeah. Yeah. You do anything cool? No. Okay, cool. We finally got our cool front to come. Yo. It's cold outside. I want a hoodie, sweatpants, Jordans. I'm very happy. Very comfortable. Yeah. It's hoodie season. It's hoodie season. All right. Um, you guys ready to get into the show? Let go. Wait, how was your week? Did you say that? Nobody cares how my week was. Oh, I was reciprocating. <laughs> no, nah, I know. I appreciate it, but it was a little late. But how was your week though? To me. Uh I honestly can't remember. Like it's it's all a blur. It's That's all a blur. How I kind of feel. It's it's adulthood so, now. We're gonna move on to the next week. Yeah. Um we need to talk about Nigeria. Yeah. The hashtag NSARS movement kind of took the entire world by storm, I assume, because I've been seeing it a lot more in the past five days than I was in the previous five days last week. Um, even so much as our mayor, Sylvester Turner, had a, I guess, a gathering at City Hall last night um, in memory i guess i mean it always makes sense i mean we're in, in houston yeah. huge like, nigerian population here definitely um nice. even chinadu is that how you pronounce his name mm -hmm. he went on to the news and was giving a little breakdown about it and you know he's yeah. a comedian so yeah. he's got a pretty strong presence here and i know very little about what's going on still i mean i've been seeing a lot of posts and i've been seeing videos and trying to read up on it as much as i can but i still feel like i just have a very base knowledge about what's going on so do you have any insight as to what has been happening in the past few few weeks few well, days? Just, well like i said there have been a lot of protests about sars i think i touched on what sars was last week mm -hmm. about like you know it's, it's an extension of the police force that's plain clothes and it's supposed to stop robbery but essentially they become what they're supposed to stop mm -hmm. uh and yeah there have been a lot of protests uh against like to end SARS and I think as recently there was a protest at the Lucky Tollgate and pretty much like the the, mili the Nigerian military just cut open fire on a lot of protesters and they killed at least 12 protesters wow yeah at that at, at that tollgate so and they tried to cover it up right they tried to they present did. it as it was fake news yeah yeah well I mean that's yeah they put they put it as fake news and it was just it's kind of uh, it was very reminiscent to what you see here, mm -hmm. honestly. So it's kind of like I remember someone asked me, you know, what was going on there now, and, and they said like it's just like what's happening here. I'm like it's a little different, but it's not that different. Yeah, it seems yeah. that there's a lack of accountability when it. There is the that's that's the through line. Yeah, lack of accountability. People want to end SARS because they are a they're a force that's not accountable for what they do. You know, like they they just kind of move with. Um, autonomy 
and they they can just rob people, kill people, arrest people falsely, and just kind of move without any kind of consequence, which is very missing what you see here. So it's, I think it's um important for people to take note to what you're seeing because I mean I know, honestly, man, it's so it's really honestly very reminiscent of what you're seeing right now. Yeah, I um I saw like a lot of gruesome images, and I've yeah. been been seeing a lot of people just kind of like just continue to spread the message like they're pleading for people to spread the message spread awareness and i can't help but feel very helpless in this whole situation yeah because i feel like if we can't even get the rules changed here how are we going to influence the government to change the rules in a country you know i think that people take um, criticism of the of of their police and they run with it. It's like when people talk about the police here and they say like you want to defund the police, people run with that. Like you want to abolish the police. And I think the main thing is like we want to be accountable. Like that's the main thing. And it's like I think that's the problem when everyone's when all police forces are pushing back against accountability. It's like for instance, for example, like the Breonna Taylor case. It's like you're supposed to wear body cams and none of you had one on. So now we're just going by here. Say, imagine if you had a body cam. Like, why would you push against something that could help you, could help chronicle if you're doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's always like, whenever you talk about body cams or just more harsher punishment for shooting someone, that's like the pushback. And it's like, all we want is for you to be accountable for you doing. Right. Um, if you search on Twitter, you can still use the hashtag NSARS um, to search on Twitter. There are some protests happening uh, this weekend. I mean, by the time people hear this, they'll all be done. But I imagine that they'll be continuing on throughout the next few weeks or so. Um, I think it's the least thing that we can do after we saw the entire world protest on behalf of Black Lives Matter and George Floyd. Um, If you can, find your uh, local protest or or find something that you can do in your area to to help these people out. And I think, too, like just as Black people okay so just as black people too like just sharing things and helping with the education is huge like i think where a lot of us get confused is we're like oh well most of my followers are other black people too so they probably know what's going on but we all have to admit like i have plenty of people that i've met through school work and stuff like that who follow me so i think for a country like nigeria compared to obviously america getting the word out there is the biggest thing for them right everybody across the world knows what's going on in america all the time right people aren't aren't tuned into what's going on in Nigeria at all. I traveled to Ghana last December and one of the girls who follows me on my Instagram that I worked with was literally like, so are you in the continent of Africa? Like, I didn't know that's what Africa looked like. And I was like, whoa, bruh. Like, (laughs) she was so serious though. And so I was like, yo, like the education gap is so huge. Like think of how many black Americans don't even know how civilized places are you know like yeah, the, just think of the, the the perception of what america thinks of when they think of africa right? Yeah, right that happens amongst black people because we were educated incorrectly we've never been exposed for the most part so think of white people who they hear something about nigeria they're just like they'll literally just brush it off like yeah, well, who's nigeria what when where so i think that's like the best we can do i think where i've struggled at which is the same thing i've struggled at with the black lives matter movement too is like if you want to donate 
that's it's hard, right? Like that's even difficult. the Black Lives Matter movement, if you see how much of that has been used and capitalized incorrectly yeah. in the states, I can't even imagine where to even try to begin to donate for causes in Nigeria. I think there was one that I think it was like at feminist something feminist coalition. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Um, that I, everyone was saying was legit, but outside of that, I couldn't really find a lot of other sources yeah. of places to donate. To. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully in the next couple of days or in the next couple of weeks, um, there is a little bit more organization and galvanized yeah. uh, people that can sort of rally and, and figure something out so that there's, you know, a more centralized location or a more centralized group to, to help out because right now it is kind of up in the air. And yeah. Okay. I have a question. Has our government said anything about this? I saw something that Biden said, but has Trump said anything? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just curious. I mean, I don't really listen to anything he says. It's a great question. It's a fair question. Your curiosity is, um, (laughs) it's, 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 it's admirable. But um, um, but I don't really expect him to say anything about it. I mean, but no, I don't. I haven't heard anything either. I can't say if he has or hasn't. So I don't want to be honest. I mean, he doesn't he really hasn't. say anything about Black Lives Matter either. So he doesn't say much of anything. Like, that's out of that's, my jurisdiction. He doesn't say much of anything that's really of worth merit anyway. So no. it's kind of like. Nah. And I mean, the same thing too. You know, like you, like you said, there's so much resemblance to what's going on here. So Even much. I watched part of. I guess the. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't know his name. The president of Nigeria. Um, Buhari. Yeah. Yes. Um. His speech. Good God Almighty! Jesus, like man. it was terrible. Like yeah, no. he basically was like, "There's curfew. You break curfew. Don't be reckless, protesters. We hear you. Yeah. All right, bye. Yeah, it's just- <laughs> like, we're like, yo, <laughs> like, um. So did you order the lights to go out so that they could kill the protesters yeah. or not? That was you. That yeah. was your people. It's a small world it. after all. It's, like, yeah, literally it's, ignored the whole situation at hand. Like, right. Just like, oh, we hear y'all. All right. Yeah. Bye. You hit him with a this you in person. Like, <laughs> yeah. this you is undefeated. <laughs> like, you hit somebody with a this you, like, that's the end of the conversation right there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I actually, we have a pretty, like, it's not a strong listening in Nigeria, but like, in, our, in the list of countries, like, I think it's like, fifth or sixth really yeah that's great i mean so i know so if people are listening out there uh just know that we're standing with you and uh we're gonna try to make sure this happens uh this 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 gets settled as much as we can over here in america America. yeah i have one last point that i would like to make state your take please oh 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 that's how it comes in all right gotcha okay so i think another thing too that i think maybe black americans and americans in general don't understand so i think one of the biggest things that i hate that i hear from i mean we're just candid right white people in america is like y'all don't like it so much here just go back to africa Mm -hmm. all right so see, now we're looking at you see at, the way she flipped her hair after she said that she's getting ready to say some so shit. now we're looking at what's going on in nigeria which is the lo- the largest country in africa i believe is the most populous it's what yeah i think the most populous so, yes. think populous. so of what's going on there and it makes you scratch your head because you're like damn so it's just bad for us everywhere right mm. so i think what a lot of people in america don't understand is that the exact colonization of the african countries that contributed to the slave trade caused harm in home countries there. The reason we have the corrupt governments and systems that are there now is because of the colonization that happened there that led to the slave trade. It's all fucking 
connected. Yeah. And the fact that people can't see that really fucking blows my mind away. Like it's it's terrible. So then you're like, okay, so why was there all this colonization in Africa? They were just sitting over there and then just one day somebody, no, Africa has all of the natural resources of this world. The mm -hmm. best natural resources of this world all originated in Africa. All, all of it's happening because of that, because yeah. of pure greed and selfishness. And that colonization process, we're seeing this now 400, 500 years later. We're still fighting that here now today that's what i need white people to fucking open their eyes up to like and even a lot of black americans because let, let's just be real there's let's a go. lot of black americans who don't get it either yep. and they're just like well you know africa's africa da, 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 da. i need everybody to fucking travel to africa even if you haven't just read just read educate yourself but i would be honest for me even as I don't like the term woke, but as much as I thought I was educated on things, it really wasn't until I went to Ghana last year. I went to the Gold Coast. I saw the freaking mansions that are sitting on top of the slave quarters. Then I read the book Homegoing, which is by a Ghanaian author who really tells the story about um, two, two sisters who originated in Ghana and it kind of follows their lineages into how they connect back at the end, that it really like all deemed and clicked into my head of how like this really happens even traveling to south africa they have museums there you want to talk about apartheid that's all because of gold mm -hmm. because yep. south africa was sitting on gold mm -hmm. it all comes down to resources because europe made what Ooh. what what fucking originates in europe i mean keep going exactly. let's go therefore that's what all of this is due to so it's just like the fact that people want to act like you know, we didn't contribute and whatever might be yeah. happening now and whatever, you know, white people are feeling like, you know, okay, so equality, blah, 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 blah. You, I don't even care if you like it. You are paying for the sins of centuries of your ancestors, greed and colonization of countries for greed and resources. If, if it's too much for you to feel like equality is equal, I don't fucking care because it's yeah. what you fucking deserve. I mean, and I think, and the fact is all we're asking for is equal, yeah. equal. We're not asking to take over. We're not asking for revenge. Like, that's literally it. Thank you. That was a great history lesson. No, we tried to hit the bongos on that because you, <laughs> you, can't, you can't transition like that. You know, you remember in, uh, you know that song, uh, What We Do by Freeway? Yeah. Remember when, like, he's, like, spitting in his verse and then, like, in the back you hear Jay-Z ad-libbing, keep going. <laughs> that's, that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to be like, keep flowing. <laughs> I mean. Because he was spitting. Bitten I'm just, bars. I'm just so frustrated. Are you no, hot now? Are you using temperature? Yeah, okay, got it. All right, see, that's it. That's it you see, this is the show. This is the show. Like we each say something that gets us worked up, and it becomes a sweat box. Our, <laughs> our, sweat box, our temperature rises, and then but usually we don't get that deep on what we get worked up about. Like usually it's about like candy or <laughs> cheesecake. <laughs> Or you know something like that. We get that. We can we, we, we get that back sometimes, but I, I like you going do. in that back. You got. Yeah, yeah. I remember you got upset one time about uh, like you get upset about the police stuff a lot. It's it's upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let me tell you something else that's upsetting. Our governor. Oh. G G Abbott. G, you said what now? You call him what? Hot Wheels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we come in hot with the wheel. Yes. <laughs> Hot Wheels. Let me read the. Let me read it, and then you guys can get into the disrespectful shit. Okay. Oh, Dateline. Fucking rollerball ass. Yeah. New <laughs> Texas rule lets social workers turn away clients who are LGBTQ what? or have a disability. Or have a disability. Yeah. Wait. Just wait. Wait. Sorry. You're gonna get your turn. Trust me. <laughs> Texas social workers are criticizing a state regulatory board's decision this week to remove protections for LGBTQ clients and clients with disabilities who seek social work services. 
The Texas State Board of Social Work Examiners voted unanimously Monday to change a section of its code of conduct that establishes when a social worker may refuse to serve someone. The code will no longer prohibit social workers from turning away clients on the basis of disability, sexual orientation, or gender identity. Governor Greg Abbott's office recommended the change, board members said, because the code the code's non-discrimination protections went beyond protections laid out in the state law that governs how and when the state may discipline social workers. Um, yeah, and it just keeps going from there. So as Don mentioned before, um, our governor is in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm, yeah. So he has earned the nickname Hot Wheels amongst certain members. Professor, our- Professor Next. <laughs> okay. All right. Here I would say that the disrespect did not happen until after how he cu- how he handled the virus here oh, no. in Texas. His disre- I never the, disrespected him really that much before. The disrespect towards this. him is warranted for yeah, sure. Yeah. Like he fumbled the bag or fumbled the ball when it comes to, when it came to the COVID situation. Yeah. He certainly is not doing himself any favors with this or the election. Or the election. Um, to be fair, though, I really I, I let off the wheel shit until this. Yeah, you made fun of him not having lips. Yeah, which I think is also just he's. He doesn't, he doesn't have lips. He doesn't have lips. I mean, what are you going to say? Like, he like, just doesn't know. He can't He can't probably sip a cup of water yeah, he can't without dribbling people. on himself. Um, you want to make a little more noise? Just kidding. Um, so, yeah, there's a there's a sense of uh, irony, I guess, Yeah. when this, uh, this rule passed that uh, social workers would be able to deny someone who is uh, blind or deaf or has some sort of disability. Wow given that our governor has a disability. However... And of all people, social workers. Of all people, social workers. However, the uh, American Disabilities Act, I believe, protects people with disabilities pretty much across the board, that they can't be denied any services from government. So this is pretty much a shot across the bow for LGBTQ members of the community. Yeah. So not even productive. Not even productive. It's just, he's just letting people know. He's just kind of protecting himself by saying people with a disability and LGBTQ people, as opposed yeah. to just saying LGBTQ members. Yeah, but... Wow, this is... I, I'm, I'm actually... I'm, I'm speechless. I actually have no comment. Like, just welcome to Texas. Yeah. Um, it's pretty horrific. Now, this obviously is left up to the social workers themselves to make the decision on whether or not they want to serve somebody. And I don't think that anyone who actually wants to be a social worker... <laughs> I, I think so. Well... well <laughs> I know. I know it's it's a stretch, but uh, we, again, I live in Harris County, so it's like my my yeah, perspective we're, we're is skewed. a little skewed. Yeah. So yeah, you might be right out there in the fucking bumblefuck cities and towns. Which is actually majority of Texas though. Like Montgomery, like yeah. Montgomery County. Majority of Texans do not live in our blue cities. No. Nope. Right. So this this is very fitting for the state of Texas. Or Montgomery County. Or Montgomery County. Yeah. Um that's like that's where that's Woodlands. Woodlands up oh, north. Yeah, I know. That's where the signs start switching over. Yeah. yeah. So it's um it's it's looking pretty bleak here, for, at least for now, yep, for the yep. next two years. And like let's hope that this uh this energy that people are, you know, taking with them to the polls right now to sort of say, Hey, hey, let's vote blue, let's vote Texas blue. We've seen a lot of that recently. Yeah, because we live in Houston. I know. Again, pers- warped perspective, but who knows? Maybe we'll be surprised in November. I just, I, just, I was just like, I, I wish that I didn't have like things to do because I would just rather follow Greg Abbott around. I would just like smash his ramps. <laughs> I would like just put a broomstick in his wheels. I would run in the handicap stalls. So whenever he had to go to the bathroom, I would just run in there for, for him. 
I'll make sure I park my car in every handicap spot that he put the parking into. See, we're not organized. I'm sure we could put together a GoFundMe. We could, to right? Guys, guys, guys. Let's talk about this off mic. I'm not, I'm uh, talking about on mic. No, 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 no. We're not going to incriminate yourself. What are you doing? What are you talking about? Don't do that. I'm looking out for you, okay? This is the first time I'm looking out for you. Am I the smartest person in the room right now? I appreciate oh, definitely that. Not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get massage yourself. <laughs> Uh, this would also be a great time to uh, pl- plug uh, our friends No Redeeming Qualities. They made a uh, a mock um, true crime podcast where they uh, search for the person who pushed Greg Abbott down a flight of stairs. <laughs> Give it a title. Uh, it's called uh, Wheels of Justice. <laughs> and we're going to bongo right out of this one. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about black entrepreneurship. Oh. Yeah. So you came in here, <laughs> you came in here. <laughs> like a wrecking ball because you wanted to get something off your chest. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, because I know you guys like controversy. So No, we don't like controversy, but oh, we do okay. love mess. Oh. So let's get Sounds- messy. Okay. So I guess my thought process is, you know, so, you know, I'm on Instagram. I told you I'm not big on Instagram, but I understand social media. So I feel like amongst especially the young black community, there is a high rise of attention and gratification of being a black CEO. So being one who owns your own company, you know, this is, this is, this is black power. Black power is taking it, taking business by the reins, having our own companies, being a boss. So yeah, being your own boss. Thank you. Not working for the man, blah, 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 blah. Okay. This, I commend a lot of black businesses. I do. And most people think you're headed towards a bad customer service. That's not even where I'm at. I could really care less, to be honest with you. (laughs) My issue is, is how many t-shirt companies can we make? Like how many people, I mean, I, I get it, but like, you're not saving the black race or doing that much greatness for the black community here in America just because you started a company and you're selling something. I'm sorry. I think that we have, there's this whole idea of like buying black and we, we're only going to buy black. Okay. So are we going to, who, who makes paper towels? Who makes toilet tissue? Who makes fucking insulin? Who makes high blood pressure medication? We live in a whole world here in America. So I think two points. Number one point is I don't see any reason for us to have a completely separate black world here in America. This is not even the first time that this thought process has been made up, right? Like this thought process has been made during many times when we were in worse positions as black American. I refuse to let the work of the people who came and brought me into this world and my ancestors and everywhere that we've gotten here to fight for me to have equal rights, for me to just say like, okay, well now that I'm here, now the systemic part of it is too much now to to fight. So now I, okay, we're just going to make our own complete world. Yeah. First off, that is not easy. We live in America. One of the most, they have arguably the most advanced world in this world, Mm -hmm. correct? So how are we going to build this world of hospitals and all, just everything that we need in order to operate in this country. I don't see any need to do it. My forefathers fought for our opportunities here. I'm taking that shit by the reins. I will work within the system to de- abolish the system. That That's the whole point. This is what the point of everybody's been working for. And I don't understand why we've gotten this to this point. And now all of a sudden we're like, okay, well, fuck them. 
Mm-hmm. I don't need to work for your company. Mm-hmm. I could just make my own things and I'll sell some body con dresses on Instagram. <laughs> oh, and wow. now all of a sudden, <laughs> like, you know, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, if it's your passion, it's your passion. And that's one thing. I don't believe in, you know, doing work that's not your passion. That's great. But what I what I do understand is, is that we need to also gratify the people who are working within the system and the ones who are the doctors, the nurses, the, the people who treat us when shit goes wrong. Because we need representation in every field in America. Yeah. Because life gets real. We're young. So mm-hmm. we're sitting here when you're young. What is your biggest concern? Okay, what outfit am I going to wear? Okay, can I get a car? da 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 when you're talking about being in your 50s, 60s, 70s and things, you're going to be worried about having representation in the OR that yeah. you're getting your surgery at, at the pharmacy that you're going to be at, for the people who are teaching your children. Like the things that matter to all Americans, not just who matter to us as millennials today. Mm, so I yeah. think we have a very narrow focus on what we're focused on right now and just black entrepreneurship. And I just need us to focus on black entrepreneurship and also on the advancement of black people in all areas yeah. in America. Okay, yeah, no, that's that's because it's like both sides, you know. What I mean, like that's like like black entrepreneurs. That's not a bad thing to be a black entrepreneur. No one's shitting on that, but like, but she's right though. It's like you need we need representation in all fields. Yeah. You can't just it can't just be just like. And why can't you do both? Yeah. Like honestly, like I don't see any reason to quit your day job to be. I mean, I, this not. is and now mind you, a lot of this is my own opinion, right? And I say this because, and I say this, and at the same time, I feel bad saying it because I have a lot of friends who I think have companies and stuff like that. And as they see, I'm but wearing a hoodie them. by a friend now. I I bought all the hoodies, all the t-shirts. I mean, it's the least I can do with my funds, right? Of whatever I feel like I work to support Black businesses. State your take. Dot spreadshirt. Dot com. Yes, yes. Even even this buy our, one. Buy our well, merch. You know, one of you. <laughs> you can check our merch out. <laughs> but but at the same time, I yeah, I I don't see any reason why we can't do both. Yeah, I, don't, I don't see. I and I think it's more about the glorification. I think that's really what a lot of it is. Is because as we watch the next raggedy generations come through who are raised <laughs> on social media, all they see is the gratification of what's on Instagram. Yeah. And the, the gratification on Instagram is really around this whole, like being your own CEO and just contributing to your own. And to be honest with you, I hate to say it, it's really kind of selfish to be it's, honest with it's, you. It's mostly because you're not too. serving really anyone but yourself. You're not serving a greater purpose in humanity. Yeah. And I mean, maybe I'm biased because I'm a healthcare professional, but as a healthcare professional, I do feel like my career is bettering humanity and as a black person being there i think that my seat at the table is an advancement for black people because i bring up diversity issues that nobody else would bring up if i wasn't in the room yeah that's the bongo (laughs) you know what i appreciate that about what she just said even more than the overall message of it is that she didn't specifically point out podcasters so (laughs) That to me leaves a lot of space for us to grow and be uh, one of the best in Houston as as podcasters in general. What? But y'all work other jobs, right? Well, I do. Edward does too. Yeah, <laughs> that was a little. Uh, I do. <laughs> but I oh, mean, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If y'all generate additional income, or are you making so much income that you don't have to work anymore, it is especially if you got a base within podcasts for your 
sharing the information about SARS, sharing the information about Black Lives Matter. You know like, you're right. I definitely see this as serving a, a larger purpose than yourself. You know what? You're right. And I thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. That was a nice little uh, little boost to the ego there because sometimes I get caught up. I get caught up in my own shit. You know what I'm saying? I, I stick my head up my ass sometimes and I'm just like, you know what? It's nice in here. I'm going to stay here for a little while. And then I poke my head out and they're like, what the fuck are you even doing with your life here? You need to do something with yourself. And then I have somebody say something nice about what we're doing and that just makes me feel good. All right. So, talk about gay people <laughs> um the pope this pope i gotta say big fan big <laughs> fan been of, on roll. big fan of this pope right here uh pope francis uh also known as pope francois yeah. if you are uh bougie like me i get fancy with it uh this guy over here he's just he's just rewriting the all the rules right he's just saying like no this isn't right i don't like this change that do this yeah, he's really just messing with the feng shui of everything. Came out, came out there with the red Air Maxes. He came out there with the triple red Air Maxes on. I don't know if you guys know this, but the Pope always wears red shoes. So he had the trippy reds on. He didn't wear red Air Maxes. That's a joke. That was a bad joke. <laughs> but let's talk about what he did most recently. Dateline! Pope endorses civil union laws for same-sex couples. Pope Francis. I just made him Francois's. Francois's. Pope Francis has declared support for civil unions for same-sex couples for the first time, according to the Catholic News Agency. The Pope made historic remarks in Francesco, a new documentary film directed by Russian filmmaker. Oh God! Yeah, don't. Ev, Ev, Evgeny Afis, Afinsky. Oh boy, hold on, Afinsky. I hope no one ever reads for you. Like, no matter where we go, like you have to read for yourself. Listen, man. At, at some point, I'm gonna put that in our clause. Like, I'm like, if it, no one reads for Aaron. If Aaron reads for him, I'm out. Premiered at the uh, whatever. Homo. He said, "Quote: Homosexual people have a right to be in a family. They're children of God and have a right to a family. Nobody should be thrown out or be made miserable over it." The Pope said in the film, uh, "What we have to do." What we have to create is a civil union law, the way that they are legally covered. Hmm. Um, so there you go, guys. All this talk about it's against God, it's against the Bible, it's against my religion. <laughs> well, hey, your boss, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the HPIC, just said, it's all good. Let them do it. I'm, 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 I'm good with it. Can you, now, can you re, re scroll up? What What was the title of this again? Uh, the title of the the movie? No, <laughs> this article. Oh, Pope endorses civil. Oh, I can't. Hang on a second. I gotta do it right. <laughs> Dateline. <laughs> Pope endorses civil union laws for same sex couples. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So it's not like full on marriage, but it's civil union laws, which is pretty much marriage, just kind of. Not? I don't know how it works. It's the same thing. I, I don't I mean, know how marriage works. It's 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 yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just like they're gonna be together. He's like saying they're gonna be together anyway, so why do we care? Like it's not that Yeah. I guess my question is why does a religious figure need to endorse any law? Because a lot of people use that vehicle these as a vehicle to like spew a lot of hate shit. Well you see uh, when you have the separation of church and state, right? You have to, you have two things, right? You have like just ima just, ima yeah. just imagine we have two uh, Reese's peanut butter cups, okay? <laughs> just to bring it back to last week, okay? So you have one Reese's peanut butter cup, and somebody wrote on the top of it "state," 
and you have their uh, Reese's, peanut butter, <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cup on the other top of it. They said uh, church, right? And somebody took both Reese's peanut butter cups and just said, we need to keep these two Reese's peanut butter cups as delicious as they are separate because we want to enjoy one of them and on its own and we want to join the other one on its own right and then sometime uh in the last uh 400 years or so somebody took one of the recent peanut butter cups and somebody took the other recent peanut butter cups and said wait what the hell is this these hadn't been invented yet and then they said let's just <laughs> mash them together and create one giant mess of chocolate and peanut butter and we'll never be able to discern the difference between the two and uh that's that's kind of where we are today yeah. So there's yeah. there's no real separation between tur- no, church and state I anymore. No, I think that that was partly the point of my question is why why does a pope need to endorse a law? Like, yeah. isn't well, that like, your job to stay over in your lane? Well, like I said, you have the Reese's peanut butter cup, right? No, I heard your analogy. <laughs> <laughs> um, please do not repeat. But yeah, I think that's my point. I so I think because the thing is okay. So in church, though, it's not like he needs to endorse gay gay marriage in church right because at church all types of sinners are in church it's the whole point of church right is to bring sinners to christ that's the whole point of church so you can't say oh gay people y'all can't come to church that's not what jesus said at least at least this is the bible that i've read you know i've been real confused recently with these trump these trump bibles that got out there but anyways they're very they're upside down and yeah i don't know which translation they're on these days but the whole point of christ was to bring sinners to salvation correct so I guess that's why I find this really interesting because it's almost like you would perceive like, oh, so the Pope would be endorsing gays in the church because that's that's his realm. I'm trying to understand what do you why do you, why do you need to endorse it in the law? I guess outside of the fact of the fact that Republicans and other conservatives as well try to use this as a reason to not vote for Democrats because they're anti-gay because their religion or whatever says that it's not. Yeah. So it's just really interesting because. Like you said, I guess the big peanut butter cup is here, mm-hmm. and I guess yeah. we're just all accepting. It's not even a peanut butter cup anymore. It's, like, it's, it's like, like a mashy ball of just. Yeah, it I looks mean, like it's, a, it's, it's, it's still it's got a, peanut butter inside. It, it still does. It's, it's got peanut butter and chocolate, but it's not a cup anymore. It's, just, it's way less yeah. um, aesthetically pleasing. Like a giant. No, it's just a, it's, it looks like a cat vomit. It's mashed. It's just oh, like okay. this it's ball of peanut yeah, butter and chocolate. It's like it probably tastes good, but it's like this is weird looking. It looks more like a Heath bar, crumbled up Heath bar, but it's not toffee. It's peanut butter. Yeah, it's 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 a messy analogy. I know it's not perfect, but. I'm, I'm pretty just, sure people they're better apart. Pick. Look, it's Halloween. No, they so. definitely are better. Apart. They're better apart. Peanut like, butter and chocolate, better no, apart. I'm saying like no. this, the, the oh, cups. the two Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes, correct. Cups. I I agree with that. Yeah, yes, so that's... it's. I mean, but like the point that you made, it's kind of what that's for. It's because I think that people use it as a vehicle to just like put a lot of other shit in, and it's like he's just saying he he just wants yeah he I guess wants to get ahead of it. And it's like you don't not to use this as a vehicle for your hate speech because a lot of people do that and it's like they just kind of they kind of cherry pick what they want to pick out of the bible yeah and like he's like well this isn't there so now what's your excuse well i'm glad that they got ahead of the whole gay thing now if we can get them uh on board with the whole child molestation thing that would just be great that's why i said all sinners are (laughs) in church correct because that's what i'm saying the thing is is like the church is not a place for judgment right so that's why i've always been a little although it seems a lot of judgment takes place no don't get me started um so yeah i think there's definitely a separation between church and christianity right so church has seemed to be a place that has 
found its way upon a judgment of the people mm, um, who, are com- who are congregating amongst themselves. Yeah. Where really a church was supposed to be a vessel for allowing sinners to come to meet Jesus, correct? And so even as a Christian myself, I've experienced this in church. And I'm like, whoa, this doesn't seem very open. Yeah. And no, no offense against the Catholic church. As someone who did not grow up Catholic, I've actually, I felt very much as an outcast mm-hmm going to catholic church like you guys are i said if i'm a whole christian Mm -hmm. and i come to catholic church and i don't feel welcome i can only imagine how a sinner feels or someone who's never been to church before who's looking for christ look at everett over here bobbing he's getting mad excited no it's funny because like it's it's, all true it is it's very true but even outside of catholic church church in general has become more of a congregation of like thinkers and a place for those who are in church to congregate amongst themselves and fellowship and not as a vessel for bringing sinners to christ yep so that's why i think you know i actually talked to my dad about this a lot my dad is actually a preacher um in a pentecostal church and i've told him this is where you're losing the next generations because we all have mind for our own and a lot of us grew up in church and we saw the hatefulness and the judgefulness that is judgefulness a word um in church Judgment. and it turned a lot of us mm. off to the fact that we're like you know i'm not turned off for christianity as a whole because i can read for myself and understand but i am definitely turned off by church and then as we become adults, then we're kind of like, okay, maybe I would want to try to venture back into church, but you're mad, nervous, and skeptical. Yeah. I can't tell you the last time I've been to a church. <laughs> I mean, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah, I haven't been to church since like May, February. Oh, I mean, like, it's been... Oh, yeah. Pandemic aside. Pandemic aside. I think the last time I went into one, I my skin started to smoke. Anyway. No real easy transition to this next story. So we're just going to read what it says. <clears throat> Dateline! Scouts abuse claims may become largest case against a single national organization. Uh, we covered this a few months ago when the Boy Scouts were filing for bankruptcy in order to save money in order to pay lawyer fees and court fees for all these abuse cases that rapes. they're being um, sued for. A lot of rapes. As a November 16th deadline looms for abuse survivors to come forward to make claims in the Boy Scouts of America bankruptcy, a judge's ruling could now allow the case to become the largest ever child sexual abuse case against a single national organization. Holy shit balls. Yeah. I was like I said, if, they, if you need a reminder that 2020 was a shit year, this is the year that the Boy Scouts raped themselves in bankruptcy. Late last week, U.S. bankruptcy judge Lori Selber Silverstein allowed the Coalition of Abused Scouts for Justice to join med- mediation discussions, giving a group of, representing 28,000 clients. 28,000. That's 28,000. About, I think that's the amount of people that you can put in the Toyota Center. Um, so far, 7,300 victims represented by the 10 law firms in the coalition have signed consent forms allowing the attorneys to negotiate on their behalf. More are expected to sign before November deadline to file proof of their allegations. That means tens of thousands of victims who are considered creditors in the bankruptcy proceeding could vote on any future settlement with the Boy Scouts. In the end, it comes down to the votes of the survivors. So if you have the majority of the survivors, your votes can confirm a plan said Philadelphia attorney Ken Rothweiler, who, as a part of the abuse, the group abused and scouting, represents 13,000 claimants. So this one lawyer represents 13,000 fucking people. That's fucking crazy. Paperwork. Uh, anybody that has the most claimants, it puts them in a very advent- 
advantageous position. This is fucking crazy. No, it's ridiculous. Like, I've never seen this before in my life. Um, and I probably never will see this ever again. Looking forward to the SVU episode on this. There's going to be a oh, big yeah. one. It's going to be a big <laughs> SVU. Dick Wolf is salivating right now. <laughs> That's a crazy thing to say. Dick Wolf is salivating. I mean, he is. If you reverse two words, Wolf Dick is salivating. <laughs> is sounds crazy talk. It sounds way worse. <laughs> um, I don't really know how to make heads or tails of any of this, all, other than I think this. It's all tails. It's all tales. Um, <laughs> this is just a this is just an update from the story that we talked about a, a while ago, and I was actually wondering about this, but you don't really hear people talking about this. Not at all. And, no, it's all white people. No, nah, but I mean, it's also like um, let's make up stories about Wayfair and Tom Hanks and uh, you know mm, okay, the Democrats well, and stuff like that. But you don't hear about anybody talking about the Boy Scouts. Yeah, it's a whole lot of rape. That's a whole lot of like rape. you rape yourself in a bankruptcy. Like that's a wild line. Twenty eight thousand cases. That's terrible. So far, that's terrible. and they have until November sixteenth. Like, November sixteenth. So they have a few more weeks. So it may wow. be more than that. So um, yeah, I guess um, that's that's that is fucking that. Did they, is there a badge for that? You know what? I'm getting out of that before we go any further. Hey, Don, did you ever watch pro wrestling as a kid? No, I didn't. I mean, it was on, but I wasn't intrigued. It looked fake. Can you pretend that you watched pro wrestling <laughs> sure. as a kid for this next segment? Yeah, okay. you got something about it? Yeah, because we're going to talk about the top five promos. You know what a promo is? Like promo guys. Though. Promo guys or girls. Yeah, or girls. Um, a promo is basically when the wrestler is talking to the microphone. So when they're talking to the camera, or they're t- in the ring talking, screaming into the microphone. That's considered a promo. It's kind of reminiscent to like when um, they have like those confessionals, or like when they have those like talking head things in like the reality TV shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very similar to that. Yeah, I think reality like reality TV shows and wrestling are so similar. It's ridiculous. Oh. They really are. Do you watch reality TV? No. Okay, this is going to be uh, <laughs> it's going to be fun. All right, do you want to do each? We do five, and you're doing five. Four, three, three, one, and then your one is your best. Uh, yeah. Okay, that seems to be the consensus of the format. All right, you go first. Who's, right. who's your number five promo guy or girl in wrestling history? They're all guys, sadly. Sorry. Okay, yeah. all right, that's fine. Yeah. All right, fine. Number five is Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. The Ayatollah of rock and roll. <laughs> Y2J. Le Champion himself. Yeah. yeah. All right. This he's he was one of my favorite wrestlers. He's under though. he's like underrated in the promo thing. I remember his funniest his funny thing I ever saw him do was when he had like a beef with Dean Malenko, who was like the man of a thousand holds. Mm-hmm. And he so he came he's like the man of a thousand one holds and mm-hmm. kept adding one to it. Actually, it was, it was, it was a thousand and four. Yeah, because yeah. then at one point like he was reading this list of a thousand holds mm-hmm. off to commercial break. Yep. And then it came back from Crush he was still reading the list, like arm bar. Like, that was that was gold. That was one of the best ones. Uh he most recently made uh he was a, a trending topic on Twitter because him and MJF and AEW did a full on musical number where they went out to have a steak dinner. And it was <laughs> the most unbelievable thing you, you've probably ever seen in wrestling, but it was glorious. It was fantastic. It was so entertaining. Okay. Uh my number five, Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. He would talk, Don. He would talk. You, you're gonna have the you, you're gonna have like a lot deeper ones than me though, just because like you're deeper and lower than I am. Oh yeah, I'm I'm really into the shit. Um, <laughs> he would he would talk, just kind of like this. Like he wouldn't he wouldn't yell at you. He wouldn't scream and chip. He would just 
look at he would take his, his his piercing eyes he would just look deep into the camera and he would just say you know i'm a very dangerous man <laughs> I have this. I have this bag with this snake in it. And, yeah, he had a bag with a snake. And in Damien, it. he's oh. he's hungry, and he he's he's looking at you, and he's salivating at his glands. And I'm just gonna I'm gonna feed him for I'm feed him some lunch, and then you just <laughs> and that was Jake the Snake, and yeah, that, no, and like he legitimately fathered a lot of people's style because up until that point it was the screaming, you know, roided, raging out. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna rip your head off kind of promo, yeah. and then he would come in just with a fucking like an awful body, like a smoker's body. Yeah. And he would just say like, I'm going to poison you. He looked like a guy that like rented um, hoverboats. Okay. Very oddly specific, <laughs> but uh, not inaccurate. Um, oh. <laughs> okay. You're number four, sir. My number four is the rock. Hmm. Rocking my idea. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? <laughs> you know I, who the rock is, right? Of course I did. Okay. Yeah, he made, he made a cocked eyebrow, like an inquisitive look famous. Just, yeah, like you just look curious, and yeah. he made that famous for like it was a decade. Yeah. Do you have a favorite rock promo? Favorite rock promo? Oh, it's, I think it's when he um, destroyed Billy Gunn's career. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a good one, dude. Uh, I think my favorite rock promo is um, it's either the rock concert where he was in the ring and he was just singing and playing the guitar. <laughs> Or, ironically enough, it was him and Chris Jericho during Jericho's debut in WWF. Oh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, my number four? CM Punk. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that's... I know. All right, I know. I, know, I, know, I know the favorite one, too. I I'm, I'm, I'm a little biased. No, I, it's fine. No, it's, it's a good pick. CM Punk was my, the reason why I got back into wrestling. Because someone was like, hey, there's a straight-edge wrestler, and he's like kind of cool. And I was like, oh, straight-edge wrestler? Oh, all right, let me check this out. And then I started watching like video clips of him in IWA Mid-South. And I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of badass. And then he would just go and talk and just say the most craziest fucking things. Um, but most famously, his promo in Las Vegas, the quote-unquote pipe bomb that he laid on John Cena is probably his best work to to as far as promos go. But he had a great promo when he was in IWA against Raven. Remember Raven? Yeah. So Raven was playing this character where he was like addicted to drugs and addicted to booze and CM Punk being straight edge. It kind of led into him be, be doing the straight edge society stuff when he was in WWE. And it was just, it's just a great... I mean, he's just fucking great. Like, And I know people are like a little... Um, teeter-totter on him because he's kind of a dick in real life but he's always going to have a, a, a strong place in my heart because he in, reintroduced me to wrestling okay number three all right number three is going to be stone cold steve austin oh you know who stone cold steve austin is right yeah okay. i think everyone knows like who stone cold steve austin is one of my favorite absolutes i mean like, when like the, with the glass shattering yeah that's all you need that's all you need when you hear the glass that's your ass <laughs> would you have a favorite stone cold promo uh man so many i know it's um, hard to pick it really is hard to pick. Um, man, I, 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 I like his the stuff when he was going to get the, the X was great, but then also he was a heel too. Mm-hmm. When he's in the what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, man, it's so hard to pick. He was so over with that what chant that they still do it. Yeah. Like, we're talking like almost <laughs> 20 years later. Like, that's so annoying. <laughs> you know how fucking annoying you have to be in order to get a what chant over? Yeah. Uh, my number three? The American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby. <laughs> yeah, you know what Dusty Rhodes is, right? You don't know what Dusty Rhodes is? No, 
I, I've known two so far. I was proud of myself, <laughs> <Okay>. actually. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> you done good. I, I was already proud of myself. No, you're you done good. No, you're doing, you're doing really Thank right. You. Just hang in there. We're almost done. I promise it's you. Okay. Um, Dusty Rhodes You'll know more, was sure. so good at promos that they hired him in WWE to teach a promo class in NXT for the new people. Oh, wow. It's a mentor. Yeah. He was actually a really, really big mentor. Um, yeah. That makes sense. And he's like a legend. Like, a, like you talk about Hall of Fame, you talk about Mount Rushmore, like you can, you've got to put Dusty Rhodes up there. Um, obviously, everyone's favorite promo of his is the Hard Times promo, but my personal favorite is the one where he's talking to his son, Dustin Reynolds, aka Goldust, aka uh, The Natural. And it's the, um, uh, what is, oh gosh, uh, The View Never Changes. The view never changes, baby. He's like, if you're always walking behind the same person, the view never changes. The view never changes, baby. It's just really heartwarming. And then they hug at the end. It's really sweet. You're number two, sir. My number two. This is going to be disputed. This is where you're going to get. Oh, yeah? Number two is. Am I going to get angry? I don't know. Is Aaron going to get upset? You might. I'm not sure. Number two is Nature Boy. Ric Flair. <sighs> Aaron is upset. I know you are. Aaron is upset. I know you are. <laughs> Aaron is very upset. I know you are. Okay. Fucking try to justify this. No, I have to just have one number one. I'm gonna like I have to just have one number one, one number one. That's when I justify it. But, but I mean, like here, here's his thing about. This. Hold on a second. You had the Rock, Stone Cold, and Flair. Four, three, two. Who the fuck? All right, fine. Go ahead. Just I just have one number one. No, no, no. I will. All right, but yeah, but like, I mean, but do I have to explain why Ric Flair is up there? I mean, oh, uh, you have to explain why he's number two. I'll explain that when I get to my number one. But yeah, what, all right, fine. Do you have a favorite Ric Flair? I mean, I think it's the it's it's the it's the it's it's the it's the one that, it's it's the viral one. Like that's the one that everyone. What which one is viral? What they all went viral. <laughs> like they they all went viral. They all go viral. There's a whole there's a whole Twitter account called No Context Flair <laughs> that we follow that is just posts random Ric Flair like shit talking. I mean, there's there's a lot, there's but. A lot. I mean, my favorite Ric Flair promo. I mean, I'm gonna talk about it because yeah, we're gonna lead into it. Yeah, but I got a real problem with you putting him in a number I'm two. Just, yeah, I know, I know. So he's your number one. Don't spoil Sorry, it. Sorry, I mean, okay. All right. As I said, but it's my personal top five. Which, like, if you have, I'm not gonna knock anyone for having number one. I get that, but I'll explain why in a second. Okay. Which number two? My number two is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> nobody, and I mean nobody, in wrestling was a bigger heel during Stone Cold's run for those three years, four years, than Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about legendary moments. I mean, do you remember that time that Austin pulled a gun on him, made him pee himself? <laughs> yeah, the bang. Bang. It was a fucking comedic. Remember that time Stone Cold doused the ring with beer? With beer, yeah. And Vincent Kennedy McMahon started swimming in the middle of the ring. He was like five like a fish. Out of water. It was fucking oh, wow. entertaining in a to the suit. Team. Like this big like this big like this oversized up, suit. Like this hooked up dude in a suit just flopping around in beer like a fish out of water, just why you can hose down with beards. My favorite great theater. My favorite promo is when he was real revealed to be the higher power that was controlling the Undertaker oh to do his bidding, God. 
It was me, Austin. It was me the whole time, Austin. I hate Austin. I mean, I can I could go on for days. Yeah. And then bedpan McMahon. I mean, all right, we're we're, we're getting off. <laughs> we're, the best, yeah. we're getting off topic. Uh, give me your fucking number one pick for the best promo in wrestling. All right, my number one for promos in wrestling for me is the Macho Man. Okay. Randy Savage. All right. All right. Fine. And here's my. Now, here, let me explain why I don't like I uh, have him over Rick over Ric Flair. Okay. Ric Flair talked cash shit. Yes. About like about jets. Yes. And being with girls, but at the same time, I was like ten when that was happening. I couldn't appreciate what he was doing. It's kind of like when I learned about Robin now. Mm-hmm. I wasn't old enough to appreciate what Ric Flair was at the time. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like if I was older, he'd be my number one. But I didn't. I didn't know what he was talking about. Okay. At the time. All right. So point. you. So yeah. yeah, it's a fair point. Yeah, so so you, you related more to the Macho Man? Yeah. The Macho Man was just like the green with the crap. Ooh, like he was just like everything he said was like one thing about Macho Man that I noticed is like you've seen you've seen um documentaries about other about wrestlers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they would tell stories about the wrestlers. When they tell stories about Macho Man, they couldn't help but be do an impression of him. Oh yeah, that's like, true. Like he he was a he was a walking promo. He was. And he was Certainly one of the best at it. And not to say because he's not in my top five that I don't appreciate him because he's probably like on any given day, he's probably my favorite. But when it comes to like memorable promos, yeah, I I can only think of like maybe two or three. I mean, but that's because like everything's in there is just like everything, everything like he he's like an average he's in, he's doing slim gyms mm-hmm. with the dude, with <laughs> like with doing the promo. Like he's he's like in Spider Man, like he's this macho man, like he's that he's like a walking promo. Yeah. Okay. So I guess uh, there should be no surprise that my number one promo in wrestling is it's Kiss Steven. Your 16 time limousine riding, Jeff flying, <laughs> Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, Kiss stealing, wheeling dealing, son of a gun. And I'm having a hard time keeping these alligators down. The nature boy, Rick Rick Flair. Flair. Hey, girls. Hey, girls. (laughs) Showtime. (laughs) There's a reason why in my mid to late 30s, people find me as obnoxious as I am. And that is because I have adapted. Are you okay? You literally made me choke. <laughs> see, the the Nature Boy has that effect. Uh, when I break out the Nature Boy, it happens that effect. But there's a reason why people find me so obnoxious, and that's because I've adapted this Ric Flair mentality that if you just talk enough cash shit, eventually people will start to believe it. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, I could I could do all day Ric Flair. Like literally, I could do Ric Flair all day, and you'd probably this is probably why I'm single because <laughs> I just do Ric Flair all day. But yes, like uh, philosophies, I see. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, Ric Flair, the greatest of all time in every aspect. So for me, my number one problem. Which is fair. Like I said, I just like I was saying, Is it fair or is it flair? Oh. Good. <laughs> do you have an education for this week? I do. Um, I listened to this uh, podcast called Behind the Bastards, um, and they did a thing about little Nazis. And they were talking about um, little Nas, little Nazis. Oh, okay. And his term, yeah, his term for little Nazis means that, like, when people talk about the Nazi, um, like Nazi movement in Germany, the people they like focused on Hitler, 
and the people that were, you know, drive driving concentration ships, the soldiers, all that stuff. Yeah. But I think what people don't realize is that if you have a hundred, if you have like a, a couple hundred thousand Nazis or fascists in like your society, what you end up getting is a lot of hate crimes. Mm. But what it takes for a, um, um, a Holocaust or a genocide of that scale, it takes millions of people just being complicit. Mm-hmm. Like it's more than just the hundred thousand Nazis or fascists that are doing that. So it's kind of like when you see people that are saying, I'm voting for this guy because of the economy or because of your 401k. Meanwhile, meanwhile, there are people getting forced hysterectomies and in detention centers right. um, at the border, or there are people getting, or they're like 500 kids that can't find their parents. Right. You know, it's like when you, when you vote for that instead, and like when you, when you vote for that, you ignore that because of your 401k or your economy, that's the same kind of energy it took for the Holocaust to happen. And I know that people are saying whenever you try to connect the two, People get triggered by it, but I'm like, they're they're literally sterilizing immigrants. Yeah, like we're there now. It's the same kind of energy. Like we're there now. Like that's the thing that people understand. Like we're there now. Like yeah. it's not like we're waiting to get there. Like they're sterilizing. Like they're forcing hysterectomies on people. Right. We're there. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, and um, you know, people will try to justify their voting or their leanings however they can. Right. Um, but. Ultimately, it'll be too late until they see the damage that it could possibly cause. Because I, I understand people like you know saying that you want a healthy world, healthy economy, but it, like at what cost is what I'm asking. Well, it's a privilege because you're talking about issues that don't affect them, right? And America is a society of you come here; it's every man for himself. To be honest with you, like that's that's kind of the basis of the whole thing, right? Yeah. So the issues that you're talking about, whether they be race immigration, all of these, these are gay, abort. these are issues that don't affect certain people. And because they don't feel like it affects them, they vote for only what affects them. And that's the tax rate. Jesus. Single issue voters. Jesus. That's all it is. It won't, it won't age well. No. So let's, let's say that. I gotta say, and I know I say this a lot, <laughs> but I really mean it this time. That might be the best episode we've ever done. Hey. I'm not even kidding. That's not Cap. Not like Instagram. <laughs> not like Instagram. Instagram's all Cap. I, I say things. <laughs> you said that's not Cap. What? Do, all right, fine, whatever. Sorry. Hey, uh, thanks for being here. No, thank you. For it was awesome. Me. I really enjoyed, like, you may have... No, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say she might have better rants than me, but I can't do that. I can't I say that. I think they're rants. No, it was rant? a rant. Oh. Because it was uninterrupted. A rant is like an oh, uninterrupted okay. Okay. speech. I mean, I would say it a monologue, but a monologue has some connotations to it that you need to be like dramatic with it. But no, you had a rant and it was fucking awesome. You got to let it out, man. got to let it out. got to exercise those demons. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to our podcast, please do so. I don't know why you're listening this far if you haven't subscribed. You like us. You like us enough to listen this far. So Definitely. congratulations. Yeah. You're smart. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. Check out our playlist on Spotify. Don't listen to Don. I have good taste in music. I was just bullshitting <laughs> you before. You told me you didn't have good taste I know, taste but I'm, I was lying. I was being humble. You never see somebody be humble before? Not you. <laughs> 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 my bad, my bad. We wrong, we wrong good. 
you have anything that you want to say to the people? We love most of you. Don't care for the rest of you. Gamma Gator Productions.